We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I'm so honored you're taking a portion of your day to hang out with us here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. Yes, relationships can be confusing and challenging. And the most confusing, challenging, and painful thing of all is when those relationships come apart. Breaking up is hard to do. I've gone through a few breakups and breakdowns in my life, and I wouldn't wish that pain on anyone. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't work. In fact, all I could do was cry. I believe breakups and broken hearts are some of the most treacherous terrain we can navigate through as human beings, and they can literally be hell on earth. So what do we do when we go through a breakup? Where can we go for relief, for help, for healing, and for clarity? Well, my friend Leslie Robbins wrote a book, which is like a roadmap to finding yourself again if you're struggling to get back on your feet after a breakup. It will help you heal your heart and get you ready to face the world again with newfound strength and wisdom. I certainly wish this book was available when I was going through those dark nights of the soul chapters of my life. I know it would have helped me tremendously. But fortunately, this witty, wise, and wonderful book is available for you now or anyone you know that is being tormented and tortured through relationship hell. Today, we are here with the author of The Breakup Book, 20 Steps to Heal a Broken Heart. In addition to being an author, Leslie Robbins is an Emmy-nominated, nationally recognized television and internet journalist. She is a show producer for E! News, an on-air correspondent for YoungHollywood.com and NASCAR.com. Leslie has a bachelor's degree in English and Communication from the University of Delaware, a professional designation in journalism with specialization in broadcast from the University of California, and holds a master's degree from the esteemed University of Santa Monica in spiritual psychology. So, Leslie, I'm so excited to be connecting with you here today on Empower Radio. I am honored to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So before we get into the amazing content of this book, I just want to talk about how we know each other because I think it's a really funny story. It's a beautiful story. Would you like me to start telling it or do you I want to I think I've talked long enough. Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a beautiful story and, and I love repeating it. So here I am at E! News and I think it was probably, you know, three, four years ago and yeah. we were doing a Story on Kelsey Grammer, and your viewers probably have heard that name maybe once or twice before, and he was either getting married or getting divorced, having a child. I don't remember what the story was, but I was doing some research, and I came upon an article that you wrote, and you were just talking about how you had spoken to Camille, and you were offering her guidance and support, and I was reading this article so I said to myself, I know this language. I know the words that this woman is using. And I kind of was intrigued. And so I did some online research and I found this woman, Tammy's, I think her email first, maybe even her phone number. I think I even called her first. And I just got on the phone and I said, hello. And I introduced myself as a producer of E! News. And I also said, I am a student at University of Santa Monica, 
And actually, I think I just left out a part of the story. I think the further research I did, I found out that Tammy was a graduate of University of Santa Monica. So that gave me the fuel to call her and say, hi, I work at E! News. I'm interested in your story. I think you're fascinating. And oh, by the way, we're like sisters because I'm a student at University of Santa Monica and I recognize the language, which just literally put us together, the stars aligned, and it was meant to be. And then we started a dialogue and lots of conversations uh, regarding Tammy's situation and just the help she was giving Camille and her past with Kelsey. And I wound up getting an exclusive interview with you, Tammy, for our show. And it was a beautiful piece. I think it aired over different days. And it was, it was awesome. I got to interview you, which I think was really comfortable for both of us. And then it just began a really great friendship and just, it, it was meant to be, meant to be. I totally agree. Uh, there was a level of trust immediately and uh, we were speaking the same language and we still are. And yes, you interviewed me about my breakup book and now I get to interview you about your breakup book, the breakup book. <laughs> and it's so amazing. I have to say I'm so proud of you. I feel like you're my little sister and I'm just, I'm just astonished at what you've done. I wish so much I would have had this book when I went through my horrendous breakup. So much good information here. So much good content and wisdom and material. So much fun to read. So, Thank Leslie. Thank you for all of that. That's kind. <laughs> so good. If, you're, if you've got a heartbreak, if you, got, if you know anybody that does, you need to get this book. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your backstory and how this book came into being. Well, the first chapter of my book sums up the story of my relationship with a man who I call Mr. My Big in the book. And he's someone that to this day I hold very, very dear to my heart. And I think that's just a testament to the growth I've, I've gone through over the course of 10 years. But I can say that the catalyst for this book began in 2010, uh, as you mentioned in my bio, as a, as a host and producer, reporter, I've always wanted to add author to my resume, but I never knew what the book was going to be about. And what happened was in 2010, a series of breakups started and it has happened before with the same guy, it happened many times after with the same guy, but in 2010 was the really big one. And a few months afterwards, I still was not doing well. I was sitting at dinner with a dear friend of mine drinking red wine and eating burgers. And I was a mess kind of trying to just navigate my way through this breakup. And what happened was I'm trying to think of ways to get through it. I'm kind of just really in a bad place. And my friend looks up at me and she says, this is your book. And it was at that dinner that we started crafting the entire book, talking about how every chapter became a different piece of advice that someone gave me on how to get through the breakup. So I was a mess sitting at dinner, just in a really bad place, trying to find my way through this breakup. And my friend looks at me and she says, this is your book. And it was at that dinner that I started crafting the pieces to it. And every chapter became a different piece of advice that someone gave me on how to get through the breakup. I talk about what I did, what I didn't do, if it worked, didn't work. And I'm very honest about everything. It's very personal. And, you know, the idea came four years ago and here we are. The relationship, I met the guy in the fall of 2004, and it was on, off, on, off, and it was always between me and another woman, and sometimes we overlapped, sometimes he was with her, sometimes he was with me, 
And it was just, just a horrible dysfunctional triangle in the end that I couldn't find my way out of until I hit rock bottom when he proposed to the other woman. I just, and not, not really because that was the right thing for him to do, but it just, something happened and he didn't, uh, it's even a longer story than I can even tell you, but I proposed to her. Crushed, I was, I hit rock bottom. And that's, and that's sometimes what it takes. You know, we have to, it it, took hitting not rock a cracked bottom, heart, but a completely yeah. broken, shattered heart brought to your knees. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that, that was at the point where I said, okay, I'm, and that was the end of 2011 and got referred to a lit agent, got signed. That was, you know, and then six months later, the, the, the um, proposal went out to publishers. It took a year to get a book deal, got it last summer, and here later the book is out. And so I'm talking about a story that is old, that that pain is old, but at the same time, I'm realizing, wait, I'm not promoting an old story. I'm not promoting, you know, my choices back then. What I'm promoting is that I was able to channel that pain and create success. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you did such a great job of identifying some steps we can take in a very clear fashion. And yes, some of your stories woven through it and it's funny, but it's honest. And it brought up how I felt when I was walking through my dark nights of the soul through relationships. So I really want to get into some of those steps that you identify. You have 20 of them to get us out of the depths and despair of heartbreak horror and into the healing of hope. So Leslie, what are some of your favorite healing steps? Well, I definitely can say the first step is one of my favorites and it's called don't be alone. And I think that's a crucial step right at the beginning of any breakup because you're so used to having love around you. You're so used to having a person near you and experiencing love on, on any level. And so when that man or woman is no longer next to you, you need to be around people. You need to be around love, family, friends, go to them. I actually say you've been saving money for a rainy day. Well, it's raining and the storm is here. Buy the plane tickets. Whatever you need to do, go be with your people. And it was me literally flying to New York and Florida to be with my family once a month just so I was surrounded by people who wanted to take care of me because that's exactly what I needed at the time. And that's what's going to carry you through those really first moments of, oh, my God, I want to die. And then technology these days with relationships and step away from the computer. That, that made all- me laugh. That was a, that's a good one. I'm so grateful I didn't have the internet when I went through my breakup because that's very um, compelling and insidious. <laughs> that was the hardest chapter to write because even I, you know, on Instagram, I'm not really, you know, every day on Instagram. Twitter I love. I'm on Facebook, but not, you know, every day. That's what drives people. It's social media. You have in your very hands, like I write in the book, Nothing good can come from this. So another thing that I I like that you write about that I think is so true, Leslie, is we have to feel our feelings. We have to feel our feelings. We have to be able to talk about it and share our story. Literally just what you're ashamed of being so sad. Don't be, I was crying in my car, dance class. Uh, I was crying everywhere. Uh, Yeah, you're supposed to cry. You need to get the grief out of you. You do. Our professor back in the day had the best quote, and I quote him in my book. He's been goodness he said that because it made me feel better that I was crying so much and and 
Well, something I like that you wrote, and I know this is really true, you can't just continue to cry on your family and friends' shoulders. You, you've got to find a therapist. It's a different conversation with friends than it is someone who's really there to support you in dealing with your emotional content. So you do have a chapter called Hit the Couch. And and I don't think you mean beat it up or hit it. I think you mean <laughs> lay down on the couch and do your therapy. <laughs> and yeah, and I don't mean lay on the couch and binge watch TV. Which I do suggest at a certain point during a breakup, but that's not what hit the couch means for this for this specific chapter, right? And it's really important because at a certain point, and I really want to stress this: at a certain point, your friends and family they're there, but at a certain point they're not going to want to hear it anymore as much as they love you. And to be honest with you, you know, it, and I know it and everyone else listening knows it pretty much whatever they say, it's not going to be what you want to hear anyway, and you're not going to listen. And so what my goal is to say, go to someone who's impartial. You want someone who's not going to judge you. A therapist won't judge you. Your laptop won't judge you. A journal will not judge you. I think you need to get all of these feelings out to an impartial jury because the last thing you want is to be judged. You know, that whole cliche glass houses. Um, you don't want to be judged. Everyone has their, has their thing. Everyone has their own story. So you just want to be able to tell your story, work through your issues. And like I say in the book also, you're going to get off your story really fast and get down to the root of what's going on. So you don't repeat yes. the same behaviors in the next relationship. Well, you know, I'm a therapist and I have um, friends that have gone through breakups and I'll say, okay, Here's the deal. Are we talking as friends right now? Because you're starting to drive me crazy. But if you want to like make an appointment for a therapy session, then we can start going deeper and try to you know pull this up by the roots and and support you in your healing process. So yeah, to allow somebody just to continue to brew and stew and spin around in the bowels of heartbreak, it's not it's not good for them and it's not good for the person that's you know listening to them. It can be really hard for all concerned. So I think that's a really important step. So what's Thank another you. one, Leslie, that you really like? There's so many here that I love. Create your home, well, be available, course. find your fun, detail your life. Tell me what, tell me well, the listen, next one I mean, you think is really. The one that saved my life was the Stay Busy one. Uh, I literally was booking shoots 24-7. And if you're not in the television industry, when I say booking shoots, I mean, I interview people. So uh, whether it was for Young Hollywood or NASCAR.com, I literally was booking shoots weekend, night, morning, you name it, I was taking a shoot. And what that did was it kept me busy. And what it did was it actually allowed me to show up as my authentic self. And my career has just blossomed in the most beautiful way because I dedicated myself to my passions and my love. And I thought about it and all the love that had nowhere to go once my man left, I put it on myself. And that's where it was needed the most. I needed self-love. Obviously, I was lacking that for quite a bit of my relationship at the time. And mm-hmm. it's at that point I learned what self-love is. And so the stay busy chapter really, it's important because you want to stay busy, but it also helped me focus on what I need to do for myself, which is self-love. But, yes. you know, if we're bouncing around to chapters and having fun with this, I think one of the best chapters is go cold turkey with your ex, because that was probably the hardest for me to master and I can say that as a human being, <laughs> that one I faltered with many, many times. But it's the most important one because the healing process will just be delayed and delayed and delayed the longer you yes. stay connected to your ex. 
if you're seeing him, if you're talking to him, if you're texting with him, if you're IMing with him, any type of communication, it's just prolonging the healing yes. process. And I'm not Rip saying off the Band-Aid. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not telling you, listen, just do it. I know you're going to, to fail once or twice. I did. I'm not. I, maybe you won't. And I actually made a joke about that, uh, about dating. I said, listen, I didn't date right after my breakup. And I don't think those relationships will work. But hey, if you met your man right after your biggest breakup and you're married, then congratulations, you should write a book. So listen, I'm just as human as you are and everyone listening is. I think going cold turkey is really hard because you've spent so much time with someone. You love someone. And actually, on that note, want to stress, there's, there's a lot of literature out there of people saying, oh, just get over him. Forget about him. You don't want to ever remember him. But I reframe that and I say, if you love someone and someone was in your heart and you shared time, space, energy with someone, I don't want you to ever forget about them, nor should you. I just think how you're going to think about that person in the future is going to be different than how you think about them right now today. Mm-hmm. But if you love this person, I don't want you to ever think about them ever. Excuse me. I, if, if you love someone, I don't want you to say, I'm never going to think about them again because I don't want you to do that, nor should you. Right. Well, I do like you have a chapter called Remember the Red Flags, because so often we can look back at those relationships and try to remember just the good things. And then that hurts us and it, it doesn't take us anywhere good. But if we can remember the things that were the you know, the red flags that were just like, you know, this isn't right. This isn't where you're supposed to be. Not dwelling on the negative per se, but just looking at the information that was maybe trying to share with you that this isn't right for you long term. It, it's it's correct. And that's another chapter that was really, really hard for me to grasp because but we were so good and it was so right. Obviously, it wasn't because look at all of the red flags. And listen, mm-hmm. your flag folder is your gut. You know it and I, you know the red flag. There's so many times we push flags under the rug and we try and ignore them, but you know what they are. And yes. You as a collective group, you always know what those red flags are, and it's really, really helpful and and so to remember, yes, the good things, but remember things. Remember the good later, but when you're in pain and and really hurting from a broken heart, remember you're not with this person. It will help because you'll be able to see I wasn't treated well, and I need to be treated better. Yes. I love something you said so much, Leslie, because I really believe we attract people and we're attracted to people that treat us like we treat ourselves. So it's not about not being treated well by another. It's learning to love yourself. It's learning to take care of yourself. And you have um, a chapter that I love called Get Inspired and then another one, Create Your Home. To me, these are all examples of loving yourself, taking responsibility for your relationship with yourself and your environment. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, the chapter Be Inspired by Other Survivors, that is, you'll hold that and then create your home. Where you go at night, where you rest your head, where you invite people over says a lot about you and it represents you. And you want to be in an environment that speaks to you. Listen, after my up, I knew I wanted a little house and I detailed how, okay, I went searching for the perfect home and I found this little house that I love and it became my little Zen palace and you have to take care of yourself and find your space mentally, physically yes. 
you need to find your space within yourself and surroundings to heal. Because if you don't have that base, and I talk about that base, you need a base again to heal from. And that means your home and your job. Really find those bases, and that will help you get through every day. Yes. And, 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 and another and chapter, chapter that, that I love, and I felt so inspired reading it. I'm not going through a heartbreak, but it makes me want to take things to the next level. It's called Detail Your Life. That was getting me kind of excited. Do pretty and the rest will follow. I think that's such a great quote. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And Detail Your Life, I came up with that chapter title because, you know, when you go to, it literally came from, you go to the car wash and say you get your car detailed, or even if you just get a basic wash, you leave the car wash, you're sitting a little bit taller in the driver's seat. You feel really good. And I can also say that chapter came from me and my job because at least last week I'm getting my hair blown out and done perfectly and I get my makeup done professionally. And here I was showing up to all of my interviews and my shoots, makeup done. I felt great. I was doing what I love. I love my my authentic self. So showing up fully authentic and I was meeting men. I was finding passion, everything was being reflected back to me. And so I wanted to bring that to the masses. I know not everyone is a reporter, but go out and get your hair blown out. Go get your makeup professionally done. You will feel that much better. And then I even go back to the basics about getting your car washed. Go get your car detailed. It just, it's a little bit of sunshine and it detail your life, kind of de- like detailing your car, you know, Go get your mani-pedi again. Go, you know, you work so hard on the interior. Show up, you know, with the exterior a little buffed up and shined, and and you're going to feel better. You won't feel better 24-7. I'm not guaranteeing that. But I do guarantee that making yourself look better and presentable, you will feel 100 times better in the moment, if not for the day. And it just makes a world difference. Yeah. When I'd be depressed, I'd like do my hair and makeup, put on a cute outfit, put on some heels, which you recommend. And for a little bit of time, I felt better. And I, you know, at that point, I would take anything I could get to feel a little bit better. So I think that's so important. Take care of yourself. Get into the gym, move your body, take responsibility for yourself inwardly and outwardly. And I think that will definitely start moving you in the right direction. Yeah. And and you hit it right on the head. And, And I do talk about this in the book a lot. You have to take 100% responsibility for everything that goes on in your world and going through the breakup, taking care of yourself. But in the end, and this is, of course, at the end of the book, I'm not telling you to forgive your man the day he walks out or she walks out. But what I'm saying is you will come to a place where you say, okay, I see now why I chose that relationship. I see why I chose to be there with him. And once you reframe the relationship realizing, wait, I had a choice in that whole thing, then that's when the ultimate healing begins. Yeah, you're not a victim. That's hard to get over because we have to give up our story, and that can be really hard to do. Listen, I wrote a book about my my story spawned a book. (laughs) So, you know, this, this man is forever part of my life. And, you know, people would say, are you worried about this coming out? And I'm like, well, everyone that knows me knows him. Everyone that knows us knows our story and and that's and I actually say in the end of the book the I wouldn't be here without him he right. professionally personally 
I'm affected forever by him in the most glorious way. And I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for our time. And yes, it was a painful process, what we went through back in the day. But I also acknowledge he was doing the best he could as well. He had no intention to personally hurt me. Right. Listen, I could have left any time at any given moment. I could have walked. I was there for a reason. And now I see why I had to get there to plant all these seeds and blossom in this way now. That and now you are a, a light worker and, and supporting other people on the path from, you know, heartbreak to hope. So I think there was a purpose for what you've gone through. And, you know, I refer to that as the wounded healer. So you are full of wealth, wealth of wisdom that can help other people that are navigating through this very familiar terrain. I think most people have gone through it, but now you've got this really incredible book that can, I think, really support and guide people. So uh, that's another gift. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. What's happened recently is now that this book is out and people are reading it and talking about it, everyone has a story and everyone is saying to me, yeah, I went through that. Okay. Wait, you did that too? Okay, cool. I'm not crazy. And I'm like, no, of course not. And I think people were really craving I mean, this book is doing so well right now. And I think what niche I found was people were craving honesty. So awesome. Well, Leslie, this has just been a blast. I love being on this side of the table with you. But I love being across the dinner table, having wine with you. I love you on my boat. I love you in my car. (laughs) The more Leslie Robbins, the better. So thank you for making us part of your, like, media tour. This has been really, really fun. I'm honored to have been squeezed into your schedule. So thank you. And this meant a lot. Thank you. My pleasure. My honor. And to my listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us a little bit today. I would love to connect with you. Questions, thoughts, comments. If you want to get a hold of me, TammyBPhD.com. Write to me. Ask your questions. uh, Suggest the guests. What do you want to talk about? Who do you want to hear from? So again, so honored, so honored to be connecting with you in this way. And I hope that this really supported you. And get this book. If you're not going through a heartbreak and you know somebody that is, get this book for them. They will thank you profusely. So God bless you. Take care of yourself. Love to you from my heart to yours. Onward and upward. Bye for now.